blue and welcome to another hometown daily news show i am marwat and today's episode is for december 12th 2022 time is ticking and i guess ironically the title for this episode is bong the TikTok ban rings, an epic job listing, and more news. Let's get into today's news. What am I doing? I am a professional. Hello. I am Merwat. That is hometown.com. What is hometown? Hometown is a news aggregator. It actually reaches out to about 200 news sources, gathers them all up, funnels them into six main categories. You see them across the top here. I haven't done this in a while, so I'm going to read you all in on it. Create news, education, entertainment, social, and technology, and about 50 channels underneath it. Those are all categorizations for me, and hence, since I opened it up at the beginning of 2022, you. So you can go into any of those and there's going to be news of various types categorized based on the domain, the, the news source, the topic, something that has led me to believe that it would be a good category for said news. And again, I've got about 200 of them. Some of them are more prolific throughout hometown and others are not, but it gathers just a little bit, a little, a little segment, a little tease wherein we can have a conversation either here on Twitch or over in the Discord, which I don't really do much in because I don't have much traffic over there and I don't have much traffic here on Twitch either. But anyway, let's just say that I'm aspirational and I hope to have a lively conversation with those who might stumble into hometown here on Twitch. Of course, you can always download the podcast or look at the long-term storage over on YouTube because I can't store stuff here on Twitch. It's kind of a bummer, but it's a little bit cheaper for them to not store all of my ramblings for the last year, let alone everybody else's eight plus hours of streaming stored long-term. If there is a long-term storage and I don't know about it, let me know. That would be great. Throw it in chat. Um, or come tomorrow if you watch this VOD between now and then stop by tomorrow at six o'clock. I try to do my show every day, six o'clock Eastern. Um, hometown is 24 hours though, but the stream is only an hour. I've been pushing it an hour and a half or so, uh, depending on, uh, the conversation within the, the chat and, and, um, I guess, uh, those who are there who are interested in hanging out a little bit longer. Um, but I try not to steal too much of your time. Provide the news, cogitate on it, come back the next day, talk about some more news and so on. Rinse and repeat. And I dig the dynamic environment. So I hope you do too. Uh, today's going to be a little bit different in that I had a meeting that ran right up until basically I had to do the show. So. I had no other time to prep, uh, but I did manage to get the 10 or so articles for today. 
Uh, that said, let's get right into it. So I'm going to end up having to actually click the links and follow them over and paste them in chat. So today's going to be a little bit slower. Um, this is the first of one of the article, well, first of the 10 articles uh, that make up kind of the title. So bong, the TikTok ban rings. Uh, more states are basically banning TikTok as time goes on. Um, the federal government and local governments, well, state governments are saying, eh, it's a threat. A uh, threat to cybersecurity. Um, it's gathering intelligence about various people, their comings and goings, uh, where they might be. Geolocation is not an arcane art, really. Um, and, and really, I don't know. It, for all intents, it's exfiltrating data over to the Chinese national security. But it says here, Utah Governor Spencer Cox has in implemented a ban on TikTok within the state's government branches, joining a growing list of GOP governors uh, who have taken action against Chinese-owned social media platform due to security concerns. Uh, it's interesting that... Well, anyway, I wouldn't... There are a lot of people that are interested in cybersecurity that are saying that TikTok is a cybersecurity threat. It's not just Republican, GOP, whatever governors. It's just a lot of people. Um, in the news release on Monday, Cox ordered the state employees may not download or use TikTok application or visit any TikTok website on any state-owned devices. I'm surprised that this is allowed to begin with. Um, use your personal device. Sure. If you are within government employ and you're on, um, government property, although it's public, if it's a security risk, then even your personal devices shouldn't be accessing anything. But I know that it's really tough. Um, that said, there are controls that can be put in place. In for state property, I have zero issue with people staying the hell off of TikTok using government devices. It is a security issue. There shouldn't be anything installed on a, a state-owned, government-owned, local government-owned, or uh, wherever. If if the institution doesn't want to allow it, it shouldn't be on there. And common sense says don't install third-party apps on any asset that's owned by somebody else, government, business, etc., unless it's explicitly allowed. Heck, depending on the field you're in, depending on where you work as a civil servant, as an employee of local, state, federal government, you're not allowed to even plug in a keyboard to a government device. It's it's really up to the security profile of the institution, the, uh, the uh, enterprise. And for crying out loud, I don't know why anybody would be allowed to install anything remotely TikTok. <sighs> anyway, Chinese access to data collected by TikTok presents a threat to our cybersecurity, Cox said in a statement. As a result, we've deleted our TikTok account <laughs> and ordered the same on all state-owned devices. We must protect Utahns. Utahns? You, you, Utes. Utahns. I guess that's it. Really? I didn't know that 
those from Utah are re referred to as Utahns. Anyway. Yeah, a lot of people embrace TikTok until they learn that maybe it's a threat. Do we have any um, user-facing or public information that might uh, support this a realization that it's a threat? Mm, not really. It's subject matter experts within the cybersecurity field um, and intelligence gathering efforts that suggest that this is exactly what's going on. TikTok is being used for tracking and, and uh, monitoring of uh, interests. And interests are also code for threat. So um, everybody watches everybody at some level, more so US, China, Russia, etc. Um, well, TikTok has more than 100 million users in the United States and is owned by the Chinese based, uh, country, Chinese based country. No company. China, there's a typo in here. Not a typo. It's a, I don't know. Is a typo just a, a, a misplaced letter or is it a complete word? I think this is a grammar issue. I don't know what this is. I don't know. Maybe my English is failing me. Anyway, and I'm in a hurry, so uh, whatever. Chinese-based company ByteDance has become popular among young Americans. Uh, I'm a lot of people. I mean, the age range is pretty broad. I have interacted with people that are in their late 50s, early 60s that are on TikTok. And I've interacted with people who are in their early teens that are on TikTok. Why? Because it's the modern television. It is the mind massage machine. You get an endorphin rush every time you just load it up and it starts flicking video at you and you don't have to do anything. It'll just keep on going. It is uh, the Chinese version. Well, I, I can't even say what this is because TikTok is TikTok and everybody else is trying to follow TikTok. But what is it that's really making TikTok such an attention grabber because shorts are shorts. It doesn't matter. You know, short videos up to 10 minutes long as a TikTok video. Well, we know what it isn't. And well, some people believe they know what it isn't and they believe that it is not a secure app. And uh, I'm more in that camp. But what I don't want to start is well if you have your if you have a presence in the united states then you have to start up a company within the united states and then have a proxy that is the intermediary between your um presence in a foreign country and here in the united states is your presence here as well if you want to do business in the united states then sure start up a u.s company um, but you can sell to anybody in the United States from any other country. Uh, but depending on which country you actually are selling into, there are some countries that say you have to spin up a business within the country. Um, I've run into that a couple of times. So it's interesting when that happens. And I just don't want to have a proxy company um, that I have to spin up. It's massive overhead. 
a lot of babysitting and I'm not interested in that. Well, anyway, TikTok getting banned by more people. Ola, I always mess up this name. I'm really sorry. Uh, Ola Fimahan, Ola Fimahan Ocean. I'll get it right. Anyway, I wrote this article for The Hill and it says, China's access to data collected by TikTok presents a threat to our cybersecurity. That's what I said earlier, and then I started soapboxing about cybersecurity-adjacent issues. Abbott also wrote a letter to Texas State Speaker Dade Fallon um, on the matter, urging him to pass legislation that will codify his latest directive and to ensure that there are similar requirements being made in the state's local government branches. In an interview with Axios last month, Brendan Carr, one of the five commissioners of the Federal Communications Commission, told the news outlet that the government should ban um, or implement a a complete ban on TikTok data concerns. So it really should ban TikTok. We're disappointed that so many states are uh, jumping on the bandwagon to enact policies based on unfounded, politically charged falsehoods about TikTok, said TikTok spokesperson Jamal Brown, said in a statement to The Hill on Monday, it is unfortunate that many state agencies, offices, and universities on TikTok in those states will no longer be able to use it to build communities and connect with constituents. And that is their marketing. Oh, you're cutting off this person or that person. Um, And that might be true, but a spokesperson doesn't necessarily know what's going on um, in the bits and bytes, so to speak. Let's move on to the next article. This next article is in the Hatch Ideas channel. Like an oil well in your backyard, Irish people turn to cutting peat to save on energy bills. Okay, so I've thrown it over into Nightbot, and Nightbot forwards it over to Showbot, and if you hit exclamation point Showbot, it'll give you the URL to where I house what amounts to um, a storage facility for the last 24 hours of URLs, and you can follow the links either through that and vote it up, um, or you can follow the links via the show notes. So there's podcasts, there's YouTube, there's Twitch. Um, and of course, there's also hometown itself where you can get all of the episodes. At any rate, uh, Irish people are turning to cutting peat to save on energy bills. And uh, curbs to protect Ireland's bogs have gone up in smoke amid soaring costs, thefts of trees and wood piles in Germany also rising. This was supposed to be the year Ireland got serious about protecting its bogs, but some of those hopes are wafting up in smoke as uh, households burn peat to save on energy bills. And that's because of the soaring cost of oil and gas. And I can't really show this to you because I I wasn't really prepared for this, but I realized that my tab that has the... Uh, here in the U.S., the Federal Reserve, St. Louis Federal Reserve website um, is something that I pretty much have open all the time, and it's right there. Um, and when you look at this, you can actually see where there are these massive spikes in a recession or 
as an exploitive element thereof, I mean, it's quite, quite disgusting, if you ask me. Um, and I've actually said this to people and I, every once in a while I get somebody just, it's usually one person in a crowd that goes, well, essentially says, well, you're a bench warmer. So you're cranky because you're not making money hand over fist during the recession and during the pandemic and during the blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, I'll admit I'm not making tons of money, uh, based on the heartbreak of nations um and you know damn i'm a horrible person for that i suppose but the producer price index has shot through the roof okay in the entire last decade it has bounced between 180 and 208 and in 2019, it collapsed from one, uh, 199 down to 185. And in the last three years, it went from 185 to a peak of 280. So it shot up in less than three years, 100 full points. But in the previous 10 years, it has been balanced within 10 points, roughly. I'll push it and say 20 points. Never going higher than 208 and never going lower than 181. And it hit its low in 20, let's see, 2020, April of 2020, 185, and then shot through the roof, um, peaking in June of 2022 to 280. So tell me that this isn't greed. <clears throat> um, and meanwhile, the uh, consumer price index did similar, but rise because it's a little more moderated. It rose from uh, 256 within the same period to 295 when in the previous era, <laughs> um, it never went up more than maybe um, half a point in any given month to month period. Um, but in, in the new era, <laughs> um, it has gone up three, five, six points, eight points, 12 points, depending on the month. Um, yeah. So tell me this isn't greed and I'll, I'll start telling you fairy tales here on Twitch. It absolutely is greed. So when people have to start cutting peat, like back in the day, <laughs> to save money because energy prices are shooting through the roof because you have to keep making more profits for investors and not simply make ends meet for your company and pay your employees a livable wage and charge your customers a responsible value. This is what you end up with people reaching back into the old days and cutting peat to burn. And in some places you have to, it's more rural. Um, there isn't much infrastructure. Sure. I get it, but that's not what this is all about. 
Well, let's see. We'll follow that link. And it goes over to the Guardian. And there are some slices of peat. Uh, I'd rather it be made into uh, whiskey, but hey, you can set it on fire and uh, I'm not sure so sure about the, the smell and the smoke because it's biomass that's decomposing. And Anyway, the soaring cost of oil and gas has reinvigorated the ancient practice of cutting and burning turf, a turf that hurts the environment but can save a family thousands of euro, euros, especially as temperatures drop to freezing. Earlier this year, the government introduced curbs to uh, peat cutting to protect Ireland's bogs, which are important carbon sinks and sources of biodiversity. But Europe's energy crisis has boosted what is supposed to be an anachronism. That's right. Old days, right? These are old days. It costs approximately 500 euro to heat a house with peat for a year versus several thousand euros for more climate-friendly sources of energy. And it's, this is the same peat that people are using to make whiskey. Uh, people are glad to have turf. It's like having an oil well in your own backyard. An independent member of parliament and chair of the Turf Cutters and Contractors Association. An average household that relies on peat consumes 10 to 12 tons per year. It's security of energy. Except that it is not... <laughs> it's not a secure source of energy. It's security of energy in times of strife, but it's not like this is a never-ending source. It took millennia for this to actually develop the way that it is. And once it's gone, it's gone. That's why there's protections in place. In Ireland, anecdotal evidence suggests that there have been a sizable increase in the use of so-called turbary rights, which allow people to cut peat. I'm not going to be able to pronounce their name right. Oh, I think their their name is O'Brolshane. Um, I probably am. I'm doing this uh, phonetically. I'm sure that I'm saying it horribly. A former mayor of Galway or Galway uh, City. In many cases, turbary rights had lapsed, but people are using them again. All of a sudden, there is plenty of evidence of people selling peat door to door. It's quite understandable given the economics. So there's a whole lot more over here um, at the Guardian article. Um, it's an article that's written by Rory Cor um, Carroll, Rory Carroll, Ireland correspondent, and Kate Connolly in Berlin, who wrote this article. And just, yeah, I, I did the first one too. So, okay, we're on good terms here. So let's move on to the next article. Uh, the next one's in the Warcrafters channel. Five new Steam games you probably missed. This is for December 12th, um, which is now. Um, there you go in chat. You can follow that link. Again, it's over at Showbot as well, so you can go to ohmtown.showbot.tv. Um, on an average day, about a dozen new games are released on Steam, and while we think, oh, uh, Choo Choo Charles was dropped, and uh, me and I was watching people play it. It's apparently a short game, but creepy. 
While we think it's a good thing, it, it can be understandably hard to keep up with. Potentially exciting gems are sure to be lost in the deluge of new things to play unless you sort through every single game that is released on Steam. I'm having this problem with um, VR games. I, I want more VR games so that I'm ready for the new year. I might do a couple um, before the new year just to kind of do a practice stream with a new style of interface. I won't, well, I probably could have the same window, I suppose you would see um, with my Pico 4, um, but I don't know. Maybe I'll just go VTuber. Anyway, so five new Steam games you probably missed. Let's go over to the article um, itself. So, and this is over at PCGamer.com, and it's by Sean Prescott. Sorting through every game on Steam so you don't have to is what Sean Prescott says. And let's go through it. Oh, look, Choo Choo Charles is the number one game that they talk about. Turbo Sloths, Necro Bouncer, <laughs> Togs, which I definitely had not. Well, okay, Necro Bouncer I didn't hear about. Turbo Sloths I, I didn't hear about. Um, Choo Choo Charles I did. Um, but let's see, what's the last one? Cerilidad? Cerilidade? Um, I saw the name, but I didn't follow up on it. Um, but that's the fifth one. And that last one, it says, here's a bizarre point-and-click adventure originally released in 1999. As the name implies, it's concerned with the surrealism art movement, tasking you with exploring a world very heavily inspired by famous works in that tradition. Interesting. And that's a brain. Looks like a brain with two eye stalks. And I'm not sure what type of legs those are, but yeah, it's weird. Okay. Anyway, uh, Togs, maybe I think it's pronounced Togs, T-O-G-G-E-S. They have trailers over at um, PC Gamer. I'm not going to play them. You can go and check them out. Um, I am here just to motivate you to go over there and uh, show them how much you like PC Gamer and this uh, five new Steam games you probably missed by Sean Prescott. Go check it out. Um, this next article is in the Hatch Ideas channel. 48 thoughtful last minute gifts that don't feel rushed. Um, we are all heading towards, well, I don't know about all of us, but a lot of us are rushing towards Christmas and uh, headlong and uh, may or may not be prepared for the number of gifts that they are supposed to be providing as Santa. Uh, I, oh wait, uh, did I spoil it for anybody? I'm sorry, Santa exists. I am a consultant. Um, for Santa and so I recommend maybe although he has a list and well they have a list and they check it twice they find out who's naughty and nice but consider me an elf and I I advise as to what they could get it's it's the new millennium come on not even Santa does it alone, okay? All kinds of elves are helping, toiling away, 
in the North Pole, making gifts for everybody. Okay, I'll move on. Anyway, it happens to the best of us. Sometimes you just miss the shipping deadline to get that holiday gift on their doorstep in time. And uh, that's, I'm going to just point you over there because I will not go through 48 thoughtful gifts, but go over to businessinsider.com. Connie Chen and Julia Pugashevsky uh, put together this list of 48 thoughtful last minute gifts that don't feel rushed. I'm going to skim through this real fast. Uh, they talk about flowers and candles and food. Yeah, food gift cards available at Gold Belly. I've never heard of Gold Belly, but obviously I don't know everything and you don't know what you don't know. Uh, boutique fitness classes, sure. Skincare, gift cards, and I think gift cards are pretty much the thing. Ultimate drawing course. You know what? The Rise and Fall of Jewel is a video that's playing on this same um, website. And Amazon Kindle for book lovers who travel frequently. I agree, that would be great. They're, they can be pricey, but this paper white is 140 bucks. That might be a little too much, but there are um, smaller versions. Um, not necessarily the latest and greatest, and you can get them much cheaper than that. A gift card for your, music, uh, for your favorite music streaming service, like Spotify they have listed here. Um, I've got Spotify and Apple Music and Amazon uh, Music Unlimited and um, Pandora. Yeah, listen to a lot of music. Uh, audiobook subscription, that's actually kind of expensive because what you get is an audiobook. So I guess you would have to string it out for 12 months and you end up in that, you know, uh, $170 range. Echo Dot? Sure. That looks really close to the um, Siri. Hmm. Uh, food of the Month Club kind of things. This one is cheese, but you can do all kinds of stuff. There's a beer one, a spirits one, uh, all kinds of food ones. A virtual message from their favorite star. Sure. Like America's mayor. Oh, no, just kidding. Um, although you might. Let's see what else. Bookshop.org. This looks so close to um, B. Dalton bookstores. Talk about getting the way back machine. They've got a lot of gifts over here. Um, you can definitely go to Etsy and find stuff, by the way. You may not get it in time, though. That that might be the problem. really depends. They've got a lot of stuff here on this. It, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I would probably order one of everything if I could. An immaculately pre-cooked brisket. A whole Carolina brisket from Lewis Barbecue, available at Lewis Barbecue, starting at $149.00. No, I mean, I think it's awesome. And you, if you want to do it, but my gosh, 149 bucks for a brisket. Cookies, it says a treat or three from Milk Bar. You can do crumble as well. That's a nice bottle right there. That's McAllen. 
very nice. Anyway, that looked like it was cask strength as well. At any rate, go check out this article over at Business Insider by Connie Chan and Julia Pugashevsky. Um, the link is in chat. The link will be in the show notes as well. Uh, forgive me for not having the last two episodes. I kind of slacked. I've been extremely busy with stuff and just kind of pulled in multiple directions. Unfortunately, hometown is just brutal on its mare. So this uh, was an article that just kind of flew under my radar as I was going throughout the day. Elon Musk is no longer the richest person in the world, according to Forbes, uh, due to declining Tesla shares. Uh, Bernard Arnault um, is now the richest man in the world, dethroning Tesla CEO Elon Musk after a continued decline in Tesla share price. Let me throw this in chat. And here you go. Doink. And let's follow the source. Um, Musk held the title as the world's wealthiest man since September. Continue. What's going on here? Uh, since September 2021, when he overtook Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, um, Arnaud made his fortune building the world's largest luxury conglomerate, which includes brands like Louis Vuitton, uh, but also Tiffany, Tagauer, and Celine. Um, anyway, let's see. Yeah, that's fine with me. I think humility might do, uh, but you know, when you're worth, when you're the second richest person, eh. Anyway, Tesla CEO Elon Musk is no longer the richest person in the world. He ceded that title to uh, LVMH uh, chairman and CEO Bernard Arnault. At the close on Monday, according to Forbes, shares closed down 6.3%. Tesla shares closed down 6.3% for the day and have more than halved in value this year, partially due to a sell-off that accelerated in the wake of Musk's $44 billion Twitter ag- uh, acquisition. Yeah. He's leveraged, 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 and he buys his way into management um, and then leveraged his way into primary management in organizations like uh, SpaceX, which really is leaning on engineers there and connections in many other highfalutin places. I'll just leave that out there. According to FactSect data, Musk presently owns 14.11% of Tesla's outstanding shares with a market value of $530 billion. Musk owns more. Well, he'd have to sell that. So he is on paper worth $530 billion. And he owns more than 40% of SpaceX shares, adding billions on paper to his net worth based on a $125 billion private market valuation from June 2022. Um, By the way, Tesla, uh, SpaceX exists because of um, a NASA contract, taxpayer dollars. I don't know. And I'm sure that there are people that are going to cheerlead. Well, he's providing a service. No, he's not. Just like he's not the owner of... He's the owner of Twitter, but he's not the one that created it. Not by a long shot, but he is going to drill it into the ground like a boring vehicle. 
In a down year for stocks, LVMH shares have dropped just 1.5% in 2022. LVMH is based in Paris and is listed on Euronext Paris. A different stock market, so not necessarily bound by the trials and tribulations. And just so I can do a PSA on this, FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried arrested in the Bahamas after U.S. files criminal charges. The reckoning. Probably because he pissed off rich people. Um, this article over on CNBC is by Rohan Gazwami. Uh, Elon Musk is no longer the richest person in the world. Yeah. That's on the outward-facing stuff. The reality of where his portfolio is could make him the number one still. Um, here's another article that I think is interesting because I have been trying to get Raspberry Pis for a project um, for a rapid prototyping and, well, it just doesn't work. Yeah, but Raspberry Pi inventory is improving and could reach pre-pandemic levels in 2023. Yay, 2023. Each year better than the next is uh, what I've been saying to people. In a supply chain update blog post, it's good news, CEO Eben Upton uh, wrote that Raspberry Pi has, quote, set aside a little over 100,000 units split across 0W, 3A+, and the 2 gigabyte and 4 gigabyte variants of the Raspberry Pi 4 for single unit sales. During the pandemic spurred component shortage, most of the pies produced every month were going to businesses, leaving those in need of one or two for a project refreshing. Uh, what? Really? For a project refreshing RPI locator and cursing their timing? That's... I guess I'd have to follow that link to... Uh, anyway, zeros will start showing up first, then 3A pluses, then different models of four. And Upton acknowledged that uh, this reality and even link uh, the locator and uh, ask that people buy only from approved resellers and consider the Pico and Pico W lines for projects that might fit as those lines remain strong. As of this morning, a few 3A pluses and CM4 models showed an optimistic green on the locator spreadsheet so on the Pi locator. Okay. So let's follow that link. That'll take us over to arstechnica.com. Hundreds of thousands of Pi Zero 3A Plus and 4 models should show up next year. Kevin Purdy is the author of this. And that looks like my dusty Raspberry Pi. I've got... Here, I'll even show you one. Hey, 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 look, 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 look. Yeah, look at that. I got, I got that, and it's just as dusty. Anyway, there's something attached to this one. That one. Mine, there's nothing attached to it. Anyway. So, yeah. We will start getting Raspberry Pis back in stock, but hopefully not wildly expensive. Man, they were selling for like $80, $120. Um, the one that's sitting right there, I got in an auction, and I don't even know if it runs yet. I haven't had the uh, chance to load it up. That's okay. The hobbyist company itself suggested that the shortage was partially to blame for a recent controversy over its hiring of a former police officer as maker in residence. UK-based officer Tony Roberts noted in a company blog post that he worked in surveillance for 15 years, built stuff to hide audio, video, 
and other covert gear and used Raspberry Pi a lot in various police tactics over the years, there was, as you might imagine, some pushback from segments of the Pi community and others. Yeah. <coughs> Pardon me for the loud cough. I apologize. Um, my mute button is actually disconnected. I have, well, I mean, I have several of them, but I didn't reach it in time. Let's do this. Dun-dun. Let's keep going. Um, the next article is over in the Law Nerd channel, and uh, Firm posts epic job listing seeking associates wearing sweatpants covered in dog or cat hair. A little humor goes a long way. I agree. And if it's above the law, it's definitely going to be humorous for a little bit. There's always a serious message in it, but who knows if this one's going to have it um, to the same degree that it sometimes has. Standing out in the never-ending search for talent requires a bit of alchemy. This is an article by Joe Patrice over at AboveTheLaw.com. Everyone loves more money, but more money generally comes with longer hours, better offers. Sorry, better hours often pay less. A good firm culture may well trump both hours and pay, but remains notoriously difficult to convey, which is why some job listings from outside the box can offer applicants the best insight into what it's like to work there. Like this LinkedIn listing from Talcov Law Group, a California real estate firm concentrating on partitions? Anyway, the job description says, Tarkov Law has been consistently ranked as the greatest law firm of all time since its inception in 2020. All our attorneys are retired justices from the U.S. Supreme Court, and our law clerks can recite the Constitution by memory. We are looking to add a stellar attorney of equal caliber who, for real estate litigation, with a starting compensation of $150,000 plus. All right, you got our attention. Well, the job summary says, Associate attorneys provide strategic design and management for all work that the managing partner is simply too important to handle. Oftentimes, this will involve working late and coming in early so that the managing partner can enjoy life with friends, family, hobbies, and other activities that associates may remember from before law school. Associate attorneys work with are closely with clients, firm attorneys, and other staff, all of whom will question their advice and counsel. Um, Joe here said, uh, responds with cute for the record, the listing notes that working late and coming in early doesn't mean what you might expect clarifying flexibility to work extremely long hours, 8 AM to 6 PM from Monday to Friday. But what are the office conditions like in this post uh, lockdown world commute from your bed to your home office and the working conditions are sweatpants covered in dog or cat hair. You know what? I need to make a call real quick. Uh, the good news is that it's work from home. The bad news is that it still requires pants. Really? You've no idea what's going on below this line right here. No idea, do you? None. Zero. As I say in other places, you've no idea. Are you afraid? You will be. Let's move on to the next article. That silence? Yeah, that's intentional. 
So support for Windows 7 and 8 fully ends in January, and if you're not already switched over to something other than 7 or 8, please do so. Um, you don't necessarily need to move over to the latest and greatest, but move away from 7 and 8. It's not being updated anymore. End of support date for Edge also is going to end. Microsoft's Chromium-based Edge browser was an improvement over the initial version of Edge in many ways, including its uh, support for Windows 7 and 8, but the end of the road is coming. Microsoft has announced that Edge will end its support for Windows 7 and 8 in mid-January of 2023, shortly after those operating systems stop getting regular security updates. Support will also end for Edge WebView 2, and my firewalls keep throwing up stuff about WebView 2, uh, which can use Edge's rendering engine to embed web pages in non-Edge apps. True. Anyway, I block all of that. Uh, the end of support date for Edge coincides with the end of security updates uh, for support or security update support for um, Windows 7 and 8 on January 10th. So it's all collapsing. At some point, you're going to be forced to upgrade to the latest and greatest operating system and have ads in your file explorer. Congratulations to the new world. Let's click this link. It takes us over to Ars Technica. Andrew Cunningham is the author. Even businesses that will pay for it won't get new Windows 7 security updates. That's right, because it is at its end of life. It is no longer going to be updated. So please, if you know somebody who's still running Windows 7 or 8, tell them they need to upgrade. They really do. Otherwise, they will be a security breach. Uh, the embodiment of a security breach. Edge will continue to run on Windows 11 and later releases of Windows 10, as well as supported versions of Mac OS, Linux, iOS, and Android. Edge, however, has one job, and this is where I lose any type of Microsoft support. Edge has one job, and that's to download Firefox. I guess it can download Chrome too, but just download Firefox. At any rate, that's what that article really is. It's just a PSA. Windows 7 and 8 is going to uh, go off to pasture um, early next year, January of next year, and so will Microsoft Edge. Um, the next article is about Sabrent, and let me put this in the right spot here. Done. Sabrent just brought us a new solution to slow Steam Deck SSD speeds that you might be experiencing in the form of Rocket 2230, a small form factor PCIe 4.0 NVMe SSD that will fit snugly into your Steam Deck, and it comes in 256, 512, and 1 terabyte versions, and may well be the mini PCIe Gen 4 SSD that they've been waiting for, and that's the author of this, and they are over at PC Gamer. So let's click that link and just take us over there. PCGamer.com is where this sits. Katie Wickens is the author of this. And yeah, that is a tiny little NVMe SSD. 
pretty cool. I love tech. It's always changing. For some time, Steam Deck users have been clawing for better NVMe SSD solutions since even some SD cards rival speeds the SSD inside our beloved Valve gaming handheld. But finding an SSD in the correct form factor that's trustworthy, speedy, readily available has proven a more difficult task than we expected. That's the author again, Katie Wickens, saying all of this. My concern is a little bit more fundamental. I hate that little cable that wraps around an umbilical cord to poke it in the head. Here, plug this in up here instead of where it should have been. Still, am I missing something about the way that the dock works for the Steam Deck? I don't get it. Anyway, um, Sabrin's not the first manufacturer to have come out with an M.2 bound SSD in the 2230 form factor. Most can't match the kind of speeds that they see in the larger form factor SSDs. Samsung has its own 2230 solution in the form of a PM991 coming in at around 2400 megabytes per second read and just shy of 2000 megabytes per second write. That's not great, honestly, according to them. I think it's not that bad. Anyway, the Gen 4 Sabrent Rocket 2230 is said to give up to three times the Steam Deck's write performance with claimed 4750 megabytes per second read and 4300 megabytes per second write. Kind of blowing the doors off of that other one. Um, and that's kind of the more, uh, I don't know, um, m.2 style speeds that i would be looking for for a full pc not necessarily the steam deck um, but this is pretty speedy i dig it so where's the pricing no word on pricing either way they the author says they should be getting one in for testing soon so wish them luck and swapping in that bad boy that's their quote cool well let's see what happens i don't have a steam deck um I'm just kind of not into the mobile gaming scene, but um, anything that expands adoption and, and evolution of tech, I'm I'm game for, har har. Okay, and the last article for today is in the Distillerist channel. Martell collaboration uses brainwave technology. Now, this kind of floated past me because what the what the article says and or i should say what the title says and what i read in that little snippet kind of threw me off and and so i wanted to read more about it and do it live here on the stream uh cognac house martel has announced its first of a kind trainer collaboration with felicia fee or Faye uh, noel founder of women's wear brand Faye noel um, Martell and Faye are aiming to redefine personalized footwear by inviting attendees to a, attend a limited time holiday experience called the Martell Sneaker Atelier. Um, the concept will allow consumers to participate in the design of one of a kind and limited edition trainers that will be created using quote unquote brainwave technology. See how it shifted from being a drink and a trainer collaboration thing to using brainwave technology? Brainwave sensing headsets will interpret positive holiday memories into vibrant patterns incorporating fees or phase um, signature color palettes before they are transit uh, translated into trainer designs. 
So let's click this link. And ta-da, this is what it'll look like. Um, Blue Swift Martel Cognac. And sneakers. A tale of two Noels. Martel and Fee are aiming to redefine personalized footwear. Um, 3D print that bad boy. And uh, yeah, maybe. Let's see. I want custom shoes that are 3D printed. And uh, I don't know if this is really it. Drinking age attendees will be able to sip festive Martel Blue Swift cocktails and enjoy complimentary trainer cleaning from Jason Mark, the trusted name in premium shoe care. Quote, I truly believe that fashion is a language of cultural self-expression and individuality. It's a way to communicate who you are and where you're from, said Fee. By the way, this cannot, in any sense of the word, come cheap. So... Let's see, is there any pricing on this? No. Consumers are encouraged to sign up at the Martel Sneaker Atelier.RSVPFI. So RSVPIFY.com and arrive early, as well as bring a pair of blank canvas white leather trainers to design. Oh, okay. I don't know how that's going to work out. Maybe they'll uh, dip them or something. I'm just not sure. Well, maybe I can look into it after the show. At any rate, that is it for today. We're at just about the one hour mark. And uh, I didn't really soapbox all that much. And if you are in my chat, thanks for hanging out. If you are not, I hope to see you next time. I am Merwat, and that is hometown.com right there. Way over there is up, up, up there, I guess. Over over this little thing here where it says new follower goal. You go past that and then kind of hang a curveball over. To, anyway, you'll, you'll get there. Go to hometown.com, sign up, become a citizen, then come and talk with me every day, 6 p.m. Eastern, here in hometown on Twitch. Bye-bye. Whoa, I'm really late.